Disclaimer. What you are about to hear is a lot of gibberish, wrong information, and off-topic ranting. You have been warned. Lilo DiCaprio can play the villa. Michael B. Jordan to beat Mrs. Star. Her Jake Jilly used the smoke to see shut. We about to talk about Bushy Pictures. Lilo DiCaprio can play the villa. Michael B. Jordan to date Mrs. Star. Her Jake Jilly used the smoke to see shut. We about to talk about Bushy Pictures. Welcome to the show. Your favorite actor. My favorite actor. Our, Our favorite, favorite actor. actor. I can't hear myself. All right, you already know what this is. This is another episode of the Leo B. Gyllenhaal, whatchamacallit, the podcast where we're supposed to be talking about movies, but easily get off subject and get to talking about something else. But you can almost guarantee that we might maybe mention the individuals who make up the name of this here. John, it's your boy, <clears throat> Leo Archibald, a.k.a. Young Denzel. A.K.A. O'Shea Bratz in the third. A.K.A. Slim Nady. A.K.A. Slim Pickens. A.K.A. Silk Pajamas. A.K.A. Robert Balmain Jr. Nate Yawine. Belly Rollin'. Peter Party Starter. Huh, hey. Who else is Nadington? And uh. I am no longer those Nathless Burgers and the Navion <laughs> Bells yeah. until next season. Hey, I'm not even in the mood to call myself Nebron James until yeah. we can eliminate this disgusting losing streak that we have. And it's your boy Joaquin Pennysworth, a.k.a. a.k.a. Pennysworth, a.k.a. Pusha K, a.k.a. Kayanya. Ooh, I don't even know how to say my own name. Kayanya. Fix My Life Van Zant, Kai Dollar Sign, Knife Guy, Book Engagement K, Young Black. Philip, aka Fossil Man, the Fitbit Messiah, Terry Hightower, Chevy K Course, Kojo, Cool Breeze, I suppose, <laughs> Thug Appetite, his fault. <laughs> yeah, it really wasn't. Kingpin, the Hibachi <laughs> Chef, Neon Embers. Still don't know. <laughs> Once again, even though we did this last week, it feels like it's been a long time since I said. Sweet lady, would you be my sweet love for a lifetime? I'll be there when you need me. Just call and receive me. Like a letter. What? Receive me like a letter. Yes. Don't like People that. People receive letters. Huh. All right, you see any movies since the last episode? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> All right, straight to the point. Decimal. Uh, uh, <laughs> already. I'm, I told you 2018 is a bar fest. Nah. Year round bar fest. You're the same person say stuff like. I never we got a barn burner, chickens uh, running out wait. on fire. Yeah. <laughs> Dang, that's not only hard, that's funny. <laughs> nah, that's very <laughs> whack. You got to be multi-talented when you come to rapping. But, uh, all right, I watch a couple of flicks. First up, in anticipation for Paddington 2, watched Paddington to continue <laughs> my Blu-ray marathon. That was a nice little good, wholesome movie. Got a funny bear. Dang, just, just <laughs> living his life. His uh, uncle and uh, aunt and uncle just wanted to go to London. But they couldn't because they had Paddington, so they had to chill out and delay their plans. You know, they make a bunch of marmalade. 
They chilling out. We all know Paddington loves him. Mm -hmm. Keep one in his hat because his uncles did the same thing. <laughs> hey, but then their home gets destroyed. That's when they start tugging at your heartstrings. So then his aunt, she got to send him on a little boat to London. But she got to go. But she can't go with him because she's too old. She's like almost 100. So she goes to uh, Bay Retirement Home. That's a real thing. <laughs> Send him to London. He moves in with the Browns. You know, a couple hijinks ensues. Mm -hmm. And he destroys the bathroom. He thinks a toothbrush is meant for his ears. <laughs> he, he drinking mouthwash <laughs> like it's a drink. Yeah, he just, you know, he catches a robber on accident thinking he's giving his wallet back. Nicole Kidman in it. It's a nice little humorous <laughs> movie. I was surprised that when I saw it, I was like, this is actually genuinely good. It's not even like, it's, it's family friendly, but it's not even really corny. So it's hard to find those nowadays. And talking animals are funny. So watch that. Enjoy myself again. Then next up from 2017 movies that I, you know, I'm going back and watching. Even though I really don't have interest to watch 2017 movies that much. Because I don't even, I'm not even going to the movies to see them. I'm strictly watching 2018 movies. Uh -huh. And if I, and then I watch the 2017 movies when they come available. But I watched The Shape of Water, a t uh, double dose of Sally Hawkins. This was a, this was a good movie. Um, it was the little relationship that her character, I think her name was Louise or Eliza or something like that. Her and the uh, relationship she had with the monster, that thing, uh, that thing started pretty quickly. It's like they just seen each other and it was like love at first sight. So it was pretty weird. Um, Michael Shannon, of course, did a great job as the villain. He always does good in his movies. <laughs> Stay a villain. Yeah, he's starting to get typecasted. But <laughs> he, he, every time they ask him to do it, he does a great job. Um, anything else I want to pinpoint? Sally Hawkins, I thought she really did a good job as well, especially since she barely spoke any words. So she was just conveying all her emotion through gestures and uh, faces and just stuff like that so i thought she did a good job all in all this was a cool little love story you don't really see love stories like this but it really wasn't you know something i would probably go back and watch on purpose next up so we just i just mentioned this movie quickly just a second ago watch paddington 2 i thought the first one was good and the second one i was very surprised at how good this movie was <laughs> I was like that hundred percent. I was like, dang, this really is a great movie. And I was mad at first because they sent Paddington to jail in the flick. Homie had to do a quick bid right. for something very ridiculous, <laughs> and his, the sentence they gave him was a very long. But he took it on the chin. He was still acting the same. So the little hijinks that he went on in jail, where he had there was a funny jail cafeteria scene, <laughs> just a funny scene with him and the other inmates. So that was that turned out better than I expected. And once again, it's just a great movie for all ages. I was like, dang, whoever wrote these movies is doing a pretty good job. I'm very, I'm very shocked. I think, I'm, like I said, I might like this one better than the first. And then you know a movie good when the end come. Starts pulling out them heartstrings. Because the whole movie, he was trying to get this little pop-up book for his aunt for her 100th birthday. <laughs> He's doing all these jobs for her and whatnot and just could not get the book. And then at the end, I ain't going to spoil it for y'all, but... Let's just say, prepare to get your tissues ready. <laughs> well, I know what happens. And then, um, so watch that. Then watch another 2017 movie called The Snowman. I remember when the trailer, oh, yeah. the trailer dropped for this. I was like, oh, this looks like a very a good 
little serial killer thriller type of flick, and it got Michael Fassbender and Rebecca Ferguson in it. Mm-hmm. So the cast is solid. The trailer got me. This looks good. Somehow I just never got around to seeing it at the movies. I think this is when I was having my movie pass issues. <laughs> and then I, I so I watched it even with all the awful reviews. This guy, like, let me see. This movie deserved those awful reviews. This movie stunk. Michael Fassbender and Rebecca Ferguson were speaking as if they had no interest in actually being in this movie. <laughs> it was just bland. Most of the characters' names are annoying. Like, what is what is going on in this? J.K. Simmons, his role was pointless. I don't know why he did this. He must have just did it as a favor to the director or something, but his it, character did nothing. They barely paid any attention to the serial killer, but they paid attention to, like, looking for him in a way, but... Not in a way where they would like show what he. It, they just they just showed him all wrong. The only thing I would say is good about the movie is that uh, the reveal of the killer. I wasn't mad at that, but other than that, got some boo boo reviews. Yeah, them, it was deserving. Them, them reviews were awful. <laughs> so I was like, it can't be this bad, but it it was. And then lastly, to continue my Blu-ray marathon, I watched a flick by the name of Rush, starring Chris Hemsworth and uh, Daniel Bruja. Your favorite movie? Nah, it's a good movie. Real good movie. Daniel Bruhoff does a <laughs> great job, as does Chris Hemsworth. You know, I don't really care for uh, Formula One uh, driving and whatnot. Yeah, like that that. sounds like <laughs> but Chris Hemsworth seems like he's very large to be fit yeah. in a Formula One car. But uh, shockingly, thanks to the performances and the directing job that Ron Howard did, it was a very good movie, so... If you want to see this true story, I think, of James Hunt and already forget the character that uh, Daniel Bruhoff played, definitely check it out. I would never have known the story beforehand. Alexander uh, Andretti, or whatever his name is, his car makes a cameo in the movie. So for all you people <laughs> okay. out there like to say I'm driving like uh, Andretti. Yeah. yeah. All right, Big Sean, which I finally listened to that double or nothing. Mm, I ain't listened to it yet. Ugh, I listen- that's not very good. <laughs> Yikes. I listened to Honcho Jack Jack Honcho. That's pretty whack, too. That was very <laughs> whack. And when you're having a bad day and you're sitting in traffic. Cause oh, that's not what you want to listen to. I was just sitting there, hand on my face. <laughs> Best verse on the album, of course. Take off. <laughs> yes, because I heard stuff like, oh, they had all, when he said, I, uh, I got a deck like the back of Old Navy. I'm like, what does that mean? He, they said, take it back like California traffic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's just, oh my yeah, gosh. Big Sean had some very questionable bars on his. Yeah. What did he, he said something wild. These are hip hop artists who have potential. They got of course, I got to hear boo-boo. hear him say that uh, in a car like Tony Stark. <laughs> that line was right whack. And that, uh, I didn't know Tony Stark was just known I for didn't driving know he was cars. Mr. Car man. <laughs> yeah, that was whack. I listened to Jeezy's album. Oh yeah, Jeezy, that. that's very average. <laughs> yeah, that's your second very average album. Jeez, come on, Jeezy. And you get fit. You don't care about making music anymore. And they hyped up that uh, song with Kendrick and J. Cole. It was a good song. I didn't know Kendrick wasn't going to rap really on it. <laughs> He's like, oh, J. Cole want to try his hardest? J. Cole I'm rapped for a long time. And Kendrick came around, sung, and they <laughs> kept it pushing. <laughs> like, oh. I didn't, I didn't even like that song, uh, All the Stars or whatever. That song is with him and Scissor for the Black Panther. Oh, yeah, I ain't listen to them songs. Yeah, I'm going to forget how to wait until the sound, soundtrack come out. Yeah, that song's kind of trash. But the next song, J-Rock song with him and uh, I think it's Future. 
That's not a banger. J Rock ain't playing. Dang, but I can't. That's that's pretty cool that they're doing the soundtrack for it. So mm, sweet. Can't wait to see that. I tried to make that as black as possible. Mm-hmm, they going all the way with this blackness. <laughs> I'm just waiting. And then when the second one comes out, they ain't gonna have all this. Uh, yeah, yeah, gonna be, it's gonna, too too much work. Yeah, it's gonna be an actual legit score. It's gonna be white people in it. <laughs> uh, I'm just waiting, I'm waiting for the Chadwick uh, allegations oh, to drop Chadwick, beforehand. Please get they, the movie out first. They tried with Stan Lee. They tried their yeah, hardest. Passed. They failed. Like, all right, okay, we'll try again. Next, uh, who's next? Are we gonna go for the jugular and get Chadwick out of here? Or <laughs> it's gonna be somebody. Are we gonna go for Ryan Coogler or something? Ryan Coogler seemed like uh I can't tell if he did something or not. I was I Michael was, B did something, maybe. <laughs> I hope not. Yeah, because all the ladies he turned down one of them will come out mad. <laughs> but them was these on sorry, that little uh reached. That was he was being very weird. Yeah, I don't but, like the way he uh <laughs> But her terminology of he wasn't a to paying attention to my nonverbal cues, I was like, "We really about to get a man's career out of here because uh, he didn't know what the head or just you doing." I, <laughs> I just uh, that subject is getting out of control. I can't wait to see who else is going. They really Louis C.K. is gone. <laughs> Kevin Spacey is out of here. Those are worth it, but it's been these these James Franco's. Yeah, James these, Franco's ain't going nowhere. I hope he puts out another movie. <laughs> well, no, James Franco, he will. Let's say he can just go back to Lifetime or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is getting out of control. And they wait until everybody won their awards. Yeah, that's what I don't like. Hey, say beforehand so they can't get their award. And what's also making me mad is what people are getting on Mark Wahlberg. That's not his fault. He was smart enough to be like, yo, I already shot this movie. I'm not going to come back and do it for free. Would would anybody want to come back and do it for free? Nope. I'm not doing it. I could, Mark Warburg's busy. And if he's not busy, he probably wants to spend time with his family. Yeah. So why would he want to... Stop in Wahlburgers and make sure... Yeah, that- make sure Donnie and the other one are doing everything right. <laughs> Hey, Donnie is working in there and <laughs> shooting blue buds. Yeah, he got he, he multi talented. Dang, they probably trying to get him in the next Saw movie too somehow. But that is ridiculous. Just because Michelle Williams, she did it for eighty bucks. That's her fault. Eighty bucks on a dollar or whatever. <laughs> I know something they had like in their claws originally. I think they said they would do the reshoots for free. But they, you just in football, they say we'll give you this amount of money. Yeah, and you then just, they you like, nah. Hey, <laughs> don't. Then they try to they beat down on the man. And then he says, all right. I'll give the money to the yeah, charity. Forced his hand. Her name, and then on Saturday Night Live, old girl was talking about. It's sad that we had to a whole week had to pass where we beat you down before you gave this money up. And I want to see y'all give up a million and a half dollars. Yeah, it ain't so. His, it ain't so easy. His hard earned money. Jeez, just because <laughs> one of his co-stars decided to do the old fondle <laughs> for thirty years straight. Doesn't mean I have to pay for it. Dang. Yeah, that's my million dollars. Jeez, this is just this world is getting out of control. <sighs> I can't wait to see who's next. Man, That's what we should do. Make a Blu-ray bet on yeah, like who got <laughs> <laughs> who next. All right, you can get this. Make a little bracket. Huh? <laughs> uh, <laughs> if they get sixty-four people without, I'm a count after this podcast. Uh-huh. I'm gonna go through and count. We're going to do some ridiculous, unnecessary bracket with the... <laughs> do a little who's nasty uh, bracket. Yeah, whose who's accusation was worse? Who got, who got the best movie out of the rapers? Uh-huh. Switch it up each round. Because Harvey Weinstein would be the worst. He's yeah, been we doing it. we got to switch it up where it ain't somebody just forced all the way to the end. If this was a video game, he'd be like the boss at the very end. That's real hard uh-huh. to beat. <laughs> 
Harvey Weinstein is Bowser. Uh, and he looks the grossest, too. Yeah. He looks like a monster. Woody Allen would be that. He would be the second beforehand. Yeah. Because he's been stiff arming. Comp- Ro- yeah, he, he powered through. And he'd be getting good cast for his movies. Uh-huh. <laughs> Roman Polanski did something and fled the country. And won an Oscar. Uh-huh. <laughs> On did, his but, but was not coming back to accept it. Hang on. I even won a Woody Allen movie. I only want, only want The Irrational Man because it was great. Because <laughs> Emma Stone is in it. Woody Allen. Hey, yeah, he ain't gonna get no more movies. Yeah, they hypocrites. They been knew Woody Allen was nasty. Mm-hmm. Oprah was had taking pictures with Harvey Weinstein, kissing him on the lips and cheeks <laughs> and whatnot. Like, uh, oh man! Everybody, can we just put a reset and go back to yeah, no start work? fresh? Or we was just watching movies. <laughs> yeah, you ain't know about that stuff. <laughs> oh man! I don't know why they made me think about they offered Ben Affleck to direct Flashpoint. If he didn't do Batman, and if we don't even want to play the character, oh my gosh, this—that's how desperate Flashpoint getting. They got the directors. <laughs> they uh, just uh, signed uh, John Francis Daly and his directing partner. I can't remember what his name is. We'll see how long that lasts. To, to direct a movie, you know them from Vacation. We'll and see. writing Spider Man. We'll see how long that lasts. They gonna get tired of waiting yeah. and move on. They said they were waiting it out because Ezra was bu- busy shooting uh, Fantastic Beasts, so they want to make sure his schedule's clear. Or you can just that's, recast that's, them. That's a lie. <laughs> they they want to <laughs> recast them. It's like they're looking to recast uh, Kiersey, Kiersey Clemens, and they, every person they keep going up to keep being busy. Yeah. <laughs> This is this is crazy. I don't remember what we was talking about. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I think it was on my last movie. Oh, yeah. But um, before we move on to this another. 2017 reflection episode. I just got two quick past episode reflections. First up, for some reason, I called Jamie Dornan Dakota Dornan last episode. In fact, I didn't even notice that. I didn't even correct myself. Uh, and then lastly, we forgot something to do on that episode. We to do the suck. Yep. Dang. <laughs> what do we do, man? We just step by. Yeah, we breeze right through it. Like, went from here. Probably got distracted and said, time to end this episode. It has been two years, and I have not mastered this podcast yet. Will never happen. That is sad. Still forgetting segments. That's why the one handful of listeners always comes back to hear the, the nonsense that and the rustiness and the not preparedness that they're going to hear with this uh, podcast, but... All right, before I'm we glad our numbers didn't go real low like it did whenever that little era of our, <laughs> our numbers being spectacularly low. All right, before we move on to the the main topic we got for this episode, you got a little something something you want to throw out there? Let me I'm going to be having my songs prepared. I'm about to just sing it. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Y'all know what this means. It's time for another game of franchise player where I name four actors, four actresses, four directors, and then for each remake. Ball player, ball player. And then for each. Um, category I give four movie franchises, and then he has to pick 
who would be the best for that franchise and he'll say who they should play or what the movie should be about if it's a reboot or a um, sequel. Sometimes I put in things that I think could be a franchise. I didn't do that this week. Sometimes I'll repeat a franchise, but that would only mostly be uh, Fast and Furious because it's always interesting to see who should be in that. And for the most part, I try not to repeat the actors, actresses, or directors. So first... First up, we have Chris Evans, mm-hmm. Nicolas Cage, okay. Elijah Wood, mm-hmm. and Freddie Highmore. Okay. Your movie options are Tarzan, Peter Pan. Freddie Highmore. <laughs> Blade okay. and The Purge. Yeah, we have Chris Evans, uh, mm-hmm. Freddie. Oh, wait, never mind. Elijah Wood could be very Peter Panny. Elijah, Freddie, Chris, and who is that? Uh, Nicholas Cage. Nicholas Cage, and we got Blade, Peter Pan, Tarzan, and The Purge. Right, I believe I did The Purge before. All right, let's get Peter Pan out of the way. With I'm going with Elijah Wood. Okay. Elijah Wood is tiny, and he playing Peter Pan. <laughs> and he can probably look like a girl like Peter Pan is known to do. Yeah. So he's definitely playing Peter Pan, and yet again, another reboot. About a nasty little little fairy who likes to mess around with little boys. No wonder that movie. That movie will never be popping again. Yeah. All right, then for Blade. Would Nicolas Cage want to do blackface to play Blade <laughs> a la Robert Downey Jr.? I will, They don't ever show like Tropic Thunder on TV. They really do. They are. They know. They want to let that great movie be great and never be seen again. Because <laughs> somebody's going to wild out on Robert Downey Jr. for yeah, playing yeah. blackface. Well, that's why he got nominated for Oscar. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's crazy. Um, let's no. Let's, let's go to Freddie Highmore. Do I want him to play? Freddie Highmore can be in The Purge. Okay. Uh, as one of the purgers. Not the leading man, though. He's like, he got like a girlfriend or something. <laughs> but of course, in true Freddie Highmore, Pat, Freddie Highmore, Pat, Freddie Highmore, Pat. What's the word I'm looking for? Freddie Highmore, passion? Fashion. Fashion, there you go. <laughs> in true Freddie Highmore fashion, he's not as uh, good and squeaky clean as you would think when you look at him. So even though he's riding with the group throughout the movie, he ends up being like a psycho and. Basically, he's he works with this group, and they keep, you know, they're traveling around trying to get to this, like, safe base on the other side of town. But they keep getting caught up in these, uh, they run into these people who keep wanting to purge, and they lose, like, a member here and there. And they keep wondering how these people keep catching them because they keep thinking they're tricking them. <laughs> but he's he's leaking intel to these groups, and they don't find out till like, the end. And he ends up having a, a big old machete showdown <laughs> <laughs> with the lead guy. Who is still Frank Grillo. Okay. So Frank Grillo, machete in one hand, going against Freddie Highmore, machete in his hand, and they're going to battle it out. <laughs> Freddie Highmore seems like if he picked up a machete, he would fall over because yeah, it's so heavy. Too heavy. <laughs> I hate that he jumped from uh, so quickly to a new show. Mm-hmm. Let him breathe. Way options. He don't even look the same. His head look a little whiter. On the good doctor. He can't play in movies because he he would be typecasted, and there's only certain <laughs> roles he can play. Well, I'll play a doctor. 
Uh, okay, we got Tarzan next, and we have Chris Evans. Chris Evans and Blade. Okay, who we playing? Blade. <laughs> White Blade. He could play White Blade if you put sunglasses on Chris Evans. Give him like a. <laughs> they be making black people white characters. Yeah, White Blade. I wonder if they attempted to do that. The outrage. It would. It would bomb so badly. <laughs> it would even make it in front of cameras. That's how bad it would do. White Blade. Or he could play. Who did um? Who did Ryan Wilson? Ryan Reynolds play in Trinity? I have no clue. I know he was one of Blade's uh, sidekicks. All right. How about this? Chris Evans playing Captain America in Blade. The two unlikeliest Marvel <laughs> characters are going to team up <laughs> in this movie. As rated R, of course, because Chris Evans is going to come in as well. He's going to bring the, he's going to bring that Colossus uh, <laughs> style of humor to Deadpool, or as he did to Deadpool, he's going to do that with Blade. They're going to team up, um, and then we that leaves Nicolas Cage for Tarzan, Tarzan. and he's not playing Tarzan. Okay, I'm about to say he's playing like the villain. I don't know who, Jungle Yeah jungle, jungle guy <laughs> Some guy that's trying to destroy the jungle yeah. And Tarzan and monkeys are trying to stop him So I don't mean uh, black kids yeah. As H&M would try to monkeys. get you to believe <laughs> Alright we'll move on to the next section I'll do the movies first We got Ace Ventura That's uh Your boy Quavo said something about that in a song Like Ace Ventura oh, Or yeah. <laughs> Marino play with dolphins we got, he is whack. We got Nutty Professor. We got Journey to the Center of the Earth. And we got them uh, Gary Marshall holiday movies. So whatever holiday mm, you R. want. R.I.P. Gary Marshall. Yeah. And your actresses are Jennifer Love Hewitt. Candace Cameron Blue. <laughs> Wait, which one is that? Is that a... DJ. Okay. What's Stephanie's name? Stephanie. <laughs> I really cannot remember what her name is. That's going to bother me all day. <laughs> we got Cara Delevingne Ugh. and Fel- Felicity Jones. Whew. All right, Felicity <laughs> Jones, Cara Delevingne, DJ, and who's the first one? Jennifer Love Hewitt. <laughs> then our movies are Ace Ventura, Nutty Professor. Who are the other two? Journey to the Center of the Earth. And a holiday movie, Gary Marshall's holiday movies. Okay, so let me put Felicity Jones and the holiday movies, Nutty Professor, Journey to the Center of Earth, and why do I keep forgetting that first one? Ace Ventura. What, did, what should Felicity Jones go in? <laughs> I'm not putting her in the Gary Marshall flicks. I'm not putting her in Nutty Professor. So that leaves Ace Ventura and Journey to the Center of the Earth. She's not. She might have to go in Ace Ventura. <laughs> Felicity Jones is playing the love interest in Ace Ventura. It's um, definitely not being Jim Carrey again. Uh, who could play? Who could j- take Jim Carrey's role? I want to. I don't want it to be like as dumb humor. Wants to be more adult oriented. That's what they like to do with everything. I'm like a detective, a real detective, yeah. like a Mahershal Ali or somebody <laughs> plays <laughs> I, I don't know. I saw like Dax Shepard is coming to mind. Oh, so this is a straight. <laughs> yeah, so he, he's not he quite chips. He's on, on demand, straight to on demand. Uh, chips came out. He directed it. Yeah. 
But we saw what it did, meaning no more Dak Shepard directed theater movies. I like that. I like that movie too. I think I was the only person who actually <laughs> found that movie funny. So Felicity Jones playing a love interest to Ace Ventura. Okay. And then we have DJ Cara Delevingne and Jennifer Love Hewitt, the original J Lo. All right, Cara Delevingne, Lady Professor, uh, holiday movies, and then. She is going to go in the one of the holiday flicks. We already got New Year's, New Year's Eve. I mean, got Valentine's Day, Mother's Day. So they wouldn't go the Christmas route. That's too easy. But that's what they should do to get their money back or get some money. They can't do Thanksgiving. They do something like Memorial Day. Yeah, Thanksgiving. Black people got that. On yeah, they got the that right. Like, yeah, they gotta keep that. Do Father's Day. They should do Black that would, History Month. That would, <laughs> White people, Gary Marshall, black, the Queen Latifah, yeah. <laughs> the white people were trying to learn about yeah. uh, black history, <laughs> and there's a black teacher, Queen Latifah, I suppose, mm-hmm. and then she's teaching them all how to be down and speak jive. You know, <laughs> oh, that will be sweet. Come out the same day as Black Panther too. Um, all right, then we got Jennifer Love Hewitt and. DJ. All right, DJ is going to be in Journey to the Center of the Earth. Okay. She's a new mom. <laughs> and we're not bringing Brendan Fraser back. Is the rock Dwayne in this? Dwayne Johnson is not being her her, her love interest. <laughs> the rock and <laughs> Candace Cameron Blue. You got to drop that down to like... I mean, maybe Brendan Fraser could make a... Yeah, because I think... Didn't Dwayne Johnson take over as like the stepdad or something? I don't know. I'm, I have no clue. I'm Dwayne. really making this up. So he was the stepdad in the new one. So then that we follow Brendan Fraser and his new family. He dates a uh, DJ, and then okay. they have to journey to the center of the earth, like they always do. Was Brendan Fraser in Tarzan or George of the Jungle? I think George of the Jungle. Yeah, George of the Jungle. Ooh, that's a knockoff Tarzan. He, oh my! He was God. putting out hit after hit. He had Monkey Bone. Yeah, George of the Jungle, the Mummy, Mummy, some other stuff probably. I, man, I think he took a hit when he did the. Uh, he started fighting the very CGI Scorpion King and yeah. Mummy Scorpion King. Hold returns. up, did they switch powers? Yeah, that that fight they when they switched fought, careers, they switched careers. He even went on to take his movies from him. Yeah, he's like, I take that, <laughs> and I'm gonna go and shoot to a place where you never could be. Dwayne Johnson took Brendan Fraser's powers. Yeah, y'all need to go watch that final fight scene. In yeah, all right, check too, that out again because there was some there was some magic going on there. <laughs> and that leaves Jennifer Love Hewitt and Nutty Professor. You got white Nutty Professor this time, and then she's gonna be the love interest Doctor Who working on this little serum to cure cancer. <laughs> <laughs> And then uh, old, old boy goes, uh, old fatty goes, tries to take test the serum out because he has cancer. Tries to take it up. He ends up um, getting the cancer taken away, but he also gets super slim. Who's playing him? Uh, uh, Larry the Cable Guy or somebody? <laughs> I mean, there's. Nah. Kevin James. Kevin James is That'd be pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> this is a Happy Madison Productions and Kevin James. Alright, so I'm assuming Rob Schneider is But when Kevin James gets smaller, who's playing him? Adam Sandler. <laughs> like dang, you didn't get too much smaller there, I guess. 
<laughs> look so much different. <laughs> Uh, then, then they uh, once Adam Sandler bought or his his personality rips out of oh fatty. They're gonna be <laughs> battling for Jennifer Love Hewitt's love like they did with uh, Janet Jackson. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right, we'll move on to the next one. Directors, we got Jake Kasdan who just recently directed the new Jumanji. We got Paul King. From Paddington, mm-hmm. we got legend. Aaron, we got Aaron Sorkin, and we got Stephen Chabowski. Now your movies. What did Stephen do? What did he do recently? What was a recent? He did one. He did a. Uh, uh, I think he did Perks of Being a Wallflower. Okay. Or maybe classic he didn't. Maybe movie. I'm making that up. Let me double check. If he did, he got a classic movie on his hands. Stephen. Bisky directed. Yeah, hold up, hold up. Let me double check. Yes, he directed Perks of Being a Wallflower and Wonder. All right, so he does a little sobby movies. Okay. Yeah. So, and then the movies are. Legally Blonde, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, <laughs> RoboCop, and the Friday movies. So <laughs> we got Aaron, Stephen, Paul, and Jake. <laughs> we got Legally Blonde, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, RoboCop, and Friday. All right, Aaron Sorkin is doing Friday. <laughs> That's gonna be good Friday. He's doing Friday with a black cast. He's going to take his, a stab at doing a black movie. Let it be um, O'Shea Jackson or O'Shea Jackson Jr., <laughs> the great actor that he is, and DC, DC Young Fly doing some Aaron Sorkin dialogue. Him trying to talk black. <laughs> and then Ice Cube going to executive reduce. So he's going to oversee it to make sure everything's going right. Uh-huh. And then and he's going to write in. Of course, Aaron Sorkin going to write and then direct it. And then we have... Steven, and our other movies are Legally Blonde, The Honey I Shrunk the Kids franchise, and RoboCop. He's gonna do Honey I Shrunk the Kids. Okay. He's gonna turn that into like a very sentimental thing, you know. Um, honey I Shrunk, so he shrinks the kids. Something to do with like kids sick or something. <laughs> <laughs> but he's gonna make it an emotional affair. Then we have Paul King, who are left with Legally Blonde and RoboCop. I guess Paul King is going to take a stab at Legally Blonde <laughs> and make that make that. I can see that movie actually being good. I mean, I didn't like the other ones just because I wasn't caring for them back then. But you get a good actress. Not saying that Reese Witherspoon isn't good, but you get a a good a good funny actress for now, like Paris Hilton. She did that from Hot to Not or whatever movie. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Definitely not Paris Hilton. But you get somebody who's actually a great actress and entertaining, legally blonde, and then make that don't do corny stuff like her trying to go to Harvard and stuff like that. Legally blonde, too. Red, white, and blonde. That was dumb. (laughs) So he's going to do that, and that leaves us Jake Jake Kasdan Mm -hmm. with With RoboCop, RoboCop continuing his reboot of past franchises the last robocop reboot didn't work 
So who's playing RoboCop? I'm assuming either not Joe Kinnaman, either The Rock or Kevin Hart, since he's had <laughs> or Jack Black, whoever, whoever, or woman RoboCop. I'm gonna say or what's her name? Yeah, because she can fight Dang, the best out of all of them. Karen Gillian <laughs> yeah. is coming in to do RoboCop because we're in a society where women are equal to men. Cops can be women too. Clearly, <laughs> they can save the world. And they can take these hate crimes that the cops be committing. Mm-hmm. They can do them both because equality 2018. So Karen Gillian is going to play the new RoboCop and a very gruesome R-rated RoboCop, unlike what the last one did. Yeah. And then boom. So the update, we got Chris Evans playing Captain America in a Blade movie. Mm-hmm. Who's playing Blade? Jamie Foxx? Or is Wesley coming back? Definitely not Wesley. I don't know what dream he keeps living. Uh, Jamie Foxx would be good, but how old is Chris Evans? Low low thirties. Yeah, somewhere maybe like 33, 34. So it have to be. I'm trying to think of the good black actors that are dark. I would say Michael B can't play Ma. Uh, Trevante Rose is gonna play a buff, buff blade. He's <laughs> he gonna have to grow the hair. <laughs> I mean, Snipes, Wesley Snipes did too. Or not? This blade is just gonna. <laughs> <laughs> they going to really mess it up. This boy just got a regular old fade. Might as well. <laughs> uh, okay, we got Nicolas Cage playing the uh, jungle villain in uh, Tarzan, trying to tear down the jungle, and Tarzan and his group of monkeys have to try to stop him. And not a group of young black kids. Yeah. We got Elijah Wood uh, starring and playing the titular character Peter Pan. We have Freddie Highmore going heads up with Frank Grillo in The Purge, uh, playing some girl's boyfriend. We have Jennifer Love Hewitt playing the love interest that uh, Kevin James and Adam Sandler fight over in Nutty Professor. We got Candace DJ Cameron Blue playing the love interest in Journey to the Center of the Earth, or uh, Brendan Fraser's wife with a newborn. We got Kara Delevingne playing in an unnamed Gary Marshall holiday movie. Either Black History Either Month. Black History or Month. Memorial with Day. Latifah or Memorial Day. <laughs> Memorial Day could take place at a black cookout. It could. Dang, you could have them all in there, Jay. Or eat nice. Jesse T. Usher. It'll be Easter. Easter. I don't I know why like we say Easter. too. I don't know why when you said Easter, immediately I was like, Russell Brand is in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that. I correlated the two. Then we got Felicity Jones and Ace Ventura. <laughs> uh, I forgot what she said she played. I rarely forget. That's how unmemorable Ace Ventura is. She's just his love interest. Uh, Ace Ventura's love interest played by um, Herschel Ali. <laughs> I can't remember who he just said. Bill Hader. Ooh, Bill, <laughs> Bill Hader. Uh, that would probably kill his career. Uh, <laughs> Luckily, he has a TV show coming up. That's HBO show. The only name I came up with is Dak Shepard. Oh, yeah, Dak Or, <laughs> when you run out of ideas, James Franco. Because James Franco... James Franco. Ventura movie. All right, we got Jake Kasdan directing RoboCop, starring Karen Gillian in a gruesome lady cop movie. We got Paul King taking a stab at Legally Blonde, this time doing it with a good actress. <laughs> We got Aaron's good English actress because yeah. <laughs> he makes good London movies. <laughs> we got Aaron Sorkin directing a black film Friday, um, mm-hmm. over being overseen by um, Ice Cube, starring his son O'Shea Jackson and DC Young Fly. We got Stephen Chabowski 
making a tear-jerking take on Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, probably starring uh, Old Boy from uh, Kings of Summer and Everything's Everything and I Love Paul, whatever that new movie's called. You got to get Timothy Shabalot. Sh- oh, yeah, the new dude that all the little girls like. Yeah. Uh, take it directly, though. Been a while since I did this. Started. Y'all know what this means. Started from the bottom, now we're here. <laughs> this is the game where I find a movie, I name actors and actresses from the starting at the tenth build actor in the movie, and he has to try to guess the movie before I get to the top. Your first actor is. This one may be easy. I mean, I, I make everyone look easy. Because <laughs> I'm a killer at this game. Your first actor is Shelly Malil. Next. Jerry Bettnob. Next. Jane Lynch. Jane Lynch. What movies have you been in? Next. At seven, you got Leslie Mann. Leslie Mann. Jane Lynch. <laughs> what movies has Leslie Mann and Jane Lynch been? I'm trying to think of this. What movie was Leslie Mann in, but she was barely in? Next. At six, you got Elizabeth Banks. What movie is this? Coming to the tip of my tongue. Arrgh. Snowflake. I seen this movie. What was this? Oh my gosh! What was this movie? I can. <laughs> I got the scene in my head because I feel like Allison Bray is in it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> can I think of this movie? Next. At five, these, these next names we're gonna give it away. Five, you got Seth Rogen. Fifth build in the movie. Oh, yikes. Seth Rogen fifth build in a movie with Leslie Mann, and it's not knocked up, or this is, he wasn't in this is 40. Jane Lynch. Oh, my God. Next. At four, <laughs> the giveaway, Romany Malco. It's knocked up? Nope. Romany Malco. Seth Rogen. I am slipping. What? Is this movie? Romney Malco built about Seth Rogen looks crazy. Yeah, what movie was? Oh, yeah, I can only think of. Oh, the forty-year-old version. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> no. That's why. I, yeah, that's why I kept saying knocked up. I was thinking of forty-year-old version. The hey. top three: Paul Rudd, Catherine Keener, and Steve Carell. Now I'm trying to think of what Leslie Mann movie I was thinking of with Allison Brandon. I really can't think of what that movie's called. Probably that one movie that. Uh, now that's one. It was like a. Well, she was a journalist or whatever with James Marsden in it. Is that it? I don't know. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. All right, next movie. Your first actor, Kevin Barnett. Next. <laughs> At nine, Carly Rat. Oh. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> what is this, Chris Rock? <laughs> <laughs> Dang! Now I can't even think of. Something with a number in it. 
top five. Yep, top five. Because Carly Red is the best. Say, <laughs> she is it nothing else. Rest of them, Sunny the Entertainer, Anders Home. How is she still that highly billed? <laughs> That's sad. Haley Marie Norman, Romney Malka, <laughs> Gabrielle Union, JB Smooth, Rosario Dawson, and then Chris Rock. Jeez. Uh, Carly Red getting mentioned in, on this <laughs> podcast. You would never think. And it's not over. Y'all know what know what this sound is. You know what it is. Oops. That means it's the alternative title game, where I just make up an alternative title. He has to guess what the real movie is. Typically, these are easy. Your first movie is the tremendous program guy. The great, the great Gatsby. <laughs> <laughs> The Greatest Showman? Yep. (laughs) The Greatest Showman. Your final movie, Sanctuary of Criminals. Den of Thieves? (laughs) Yep. (laughs) And that's my last game of this week. Uh, I'm a beast. (laughs) All right. So for this. Hank McCoy. Oh my gosh. That was fire. <laughs> Charmander. Oh my gosh. Dang, Charizard. that's new. Yeah, it just came out. Charizard came out. No. I don't, you told me. <laughs> I don't I don't I don't know none of my Pokemon. But, Pokemon. Uh, <laughs> gotta catch them. Alright, so this episode, last or last episode, we did the ten worst movies of the year for each of us. Now we're switching over to the complete opposite. And we're giving you our top ten movies for 2017. So definitely pay attention because if you haven't seen any of these movies, you're gonna want to check them out. Because if we say they good, then that means day is good. Good. Getting my dialect up because in uh, February you got to speak like that. Everything is good. Day is good. <laughs> this is what happens when I'm sitting in the car for a majority of the day. I pretend as if I'm sleepy. Oh, man. Uh, I don't even know what. <laughs> I couldn't think of what they, what they call dwarfs. Seven Dwarfs. Oh, that was <laughs> That's over the head. Sleepy, Seven Dwarfs. Oh, man. Hey, I, I would have said Sleepy Brown. No one would know what you're talking about because and then no I, one knows. Then I would have followed up Big with, Boy. I like the way you move. They're like, oh, that Big Boy song. <laughs> Is that his name? All right, so you can go first. Give us your top 10 movies for 2017. Mine are just super typical. So because of that, I'm going to give four honorable mentions real quick. I got Atomic Blonde, Battle of the Sexes, Ingrid Goes West, and Lady Bird in the honorable mentions. But to get in the top ten. You seen Battle of the Sexes? uh (laughs) (laughs) Uh-huh. I don't know why I really don't remember that. At number ten, Fate of the Furious. Okay. Uh of course, another good entry to the Fast and Furious franchise. Had very entertaining scenes, lots of action. But I went back and looked at previous years we did. For one, this is our third time doing this. So one of the times was on the other podcast. 
Oh yeah. But the last, the F- Fast and Furious movie before this was number three in my top ten. Furious Seven is a classic. Yeah. So this is. one uh, had circumstances of being a little not, not as good, and then other great movies coming out this year. Takes me to number nine. It another good movie. I just recently watched the honest trailer for it. Made me want to watch the movie again. Mm-hmm. I forgot how good it was. Number eight, Split. It's a movie that was solid both times I've seen it. Makes me excited to see the third in the trilogy. Um, number seven, and a lot of these are on here based on my weird rating scale. Number seven, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Okay. Another good movie. Great Marvel movie to come out. Number six, The Disaster Artist. That's a hilarious movie. Classic performance by James Franco. Who didn't do it? <laughs> number <laughs> number five. I got <laughs> I got Thor Ragnarok. Okay, another great Marvel movie to come out this year. Uh, everybody was good in it. Tessa Thompson playing uh, Valkyrie. Chris Hemsworth is, as usual. Is Ansel about to get your number one film? <laughs> <laughs> that boy ain't able to drop the number one flick. Unfortunately, he was close, but no cigar. He's at number four with okay. Baby Driver, but you got to applaud the young man <laughs> for putting... I will play that fire song right... That's what I... When you told me, I, I was about to listen to it, and that then I got distracted. That song is fire. To play Supernova. That. Yep. Double, triple punch yeah, line. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then at number three, uh, the very good... Some of these movies has the last, the test of the whole year. Uh, at number three, got Get Out. Okay. Another great movie. The top three. Get out at three. Yep. Get out at number three. At number two, Logan. Okay. Hugh Jackman, based on my rating scale, scale, propelled this movie to be number two. But every year, I could look at probably the last (laughs) several years, a movie from this universe is going to be number Mm -hmm. one. And obviously putting Spider-Man Homecoming at number one. Great all-around movie, great cast. Man, it could be biased. Could not be. They're just genuinely fun movies. Yep. When you think of fun, Marvel see hit one of those. Man, they hit all those tiers. They funny. Look at the three movies they put out. Put Every up. last Man, one of them. Either one of those could have been number one. Uh huh. I would have put a lot of this is interchangeable if I wanted to. Because mm-hmm, I remember when uh, Thor Ragnarok could be one. Right. I had a hard time because originally I had it away. And then I went back and thought about it and looked at my notes. I was like, I should probably switch this. So the one that I had being the better of the three ended up being the least, my least favorite of the three. But it was so close, I could literally put any one of them at that uh-huh. very spot. That's why I tried to break it up each one. That's why I see that one, five, seven. Dude. So I can put some other like regular movies <laughs> in between nor- there. Some normies. But Logan, based on my weird rating scale, somehow was able to slide to two. That's good. Despite me probably preferring Get Out, or I would more more likely to watch Get Out and Baby Driver and stuff before I would watch Logan again. Oh, yeah. See, I've come to realize that there's a difference between movies that you think are better or worse and then movies you would rather watch again. Yep. Because there's a bunch of garbage movies that I would watch over <laughs> good movies. Like, just the, the quality for the first time watching, like, oh, they did that, that, that's really good. Like, Dunkirk, I have that, it's definitely not my top ten, personally, but I have that at, like, 
uh, 30s, uh, just some number. But there's a bunch of whacker movies that up to that that I would rather watch again just because just just, just because they're not as good movies. They have better rewatchability. And that's one of the reasons why I put or that very opposite reason, I believe, is why I put a ghost story at my least favorite movie of 2017 because there's no way I'm ever watching that movie again. It might not be as worse. It might not like if you really delve into it, it might not be as bad as some of the movies that came before or came after it, but it's definitely a movie I will never ever <laughs> waste an hour and a half of my time again. Because if I switched my top ten and did it on my the way I would watch it, Ansel would mess around and probably have like a number two movie. <laughs> that was a great movie. I can't wait to get that on. Blu-ray, I still haven't got it there. I know I got some of those movies that you said on Blu-ray. I got Logan, Get Out, Split, um, Spider-Man. I need to get Gar- I'm slipping on getting Guardians of the Galaxy. Logan's number two based on the creation, like how the movie is made and the performances and impact and everything. And I feel like when, once you get when you get to the top ten, it's... Yeah, a lot of are, they can be interchangeable. They're all great movies. That's why they had to be so high. So, mm-hmm. all right. So with mine, uh, let's see where's where's number ten at. All right. So for mine, I'll give just some honorable mentions, like you did, just to point them out because they're big movies, and you ain't gonna see them on this list. First up, uh, I have Disaster Artist at number fifteen. Great movie, like you said, James Franco killed it in this performance. That. People could, you would think they would find it more like too jokey to take him seriously, but they were able to see the greatness in the performance that he gave. Um, at number 14, I have Baby Driver. For a while, it was in my top 10, but it just kept getting bumped out because there's just been a lot of great movies this year. Jamie Foxx did a great job. Uh, John Hamm, Ansel, Golden Globe nominee himself. <laughs> Edgar Wright did a great job with the flick. So that's great. Um, Star Wars: The Last Jedi came at number thirteen. No matter how I have strong feelings about that movie, when it comes down to it, it's a great movie. Now I feel like it has le- some of some the rewatchability compared to the other ones is what would probably drop it down on my list if I was like to do like if I like if I was to really keep watching it and compare it to other movies on this list that I would keep watching. But even with its flaws, it's still a great movie. Um, another movie you mentioned that I wanted to say is The Fate of the Furious. I have that at number 12. And then a movie that is uh, it's so hard. I wanted to put this in my top 10 so bad because it's the most beautiful movie I've seen since The Revenant. <laughs> it's Blade Runner 20, uh, 2049. This movie is amazing. Ryan Gosling killed it. Um, Harrison Ford, when he was in the movie, did a good job. Denis V, probably was one of the either the best or top two, three director out there. He put his foot in this movie. Really, Scott needs to put his foot in his mouth for being disrespectful <laughs> and talking about how oh, the movie movie wasn't successful because it was too long. You were the producer. You had a, you could have had a say in how long you wanted the movie to be. Now he's talking about he want to come back and do the next movie that he's going to direct it and he's going to make it good. This movie is a classic film. I don't care if I got it at 11. It's a classic <laughs> film based off of just how it looks. It's only at 11 because it's, it is very long, but to me it went by fast, but it's, it's slow. And it's only, and you know, you'll, 
I just like these other movies better. But it's still a great movie on its own. So I wanted to point that out. All right, now getting on to my top 10. Dun, 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 dun. Coming in at number 10. Number 10. We have War for the Planet of the Apes. OG Andy Serkis plays OG Caesar <laughs> in this trilogy capper. And it is great. If I was going to complain about something, is this movie didn't have enough war aspect to the title. <laughs> but if it was to be called something else, I would probably raise it higher on my list because it was great. Uh, Andy Serkis killed it. Woody Harrelson did a great job. Steve Zahn came out of nowhere and did an amazing job in the film. And the way they kept this trilogy off was very respectful. And the tr- the series just kept getting better and better. You got Rise of the Planet of the Apes with James Franco. <laughs> that was great. Then you have Don of the Planet of the Apes. Caesar's great in that. Toby Keeble, Kebble, Kebbles and Bits, whatever his name is. He got a if he track. Yeah, he got tr- iffy track record, but he did a great job in this movie. Can't wait for the new Fantastic Four with John Krasinski and Emily Blunt. I tell you, I'd watch it. That movie be real good. I think. I hope. You can't you can't trust Fantastic Four till you see it on the screen. <laughs> yeah, Marvel needs to take it over. But this was just a great movie and if you haven't seen any of them yet, definitely check it out. Oh, don't push me all the way down to 90-something. All right. Uh, coming in at number nine, we have... <sighs> That's how we know when the next movie is coming. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm going to re-record that send it to him just randomly. <laughs> like, what is let, this? Let me, let, me re- let me make up for that <laughs> shenanigans. <laughs> Thanks for your CD player. It was all that. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for letting me buy your CD player. It was all that. (laughs) (laughs) That beat makes it even worse. (laughs) All right. Coming at number nine, we have another movie on your list. Get Out. Get Out. Great movie. Came out like what? Car. Um... The worst. <laughs> My car goes ski skirt. Uh, so yeah, Get Out, like you said, lasted the whole entire year. It was great when those came out. It was the scariest movie of the year, probably. <laughs> Terrifying. This is a movie you want to actually watch in theater and you want to get everybody's reactions because it was definitely a thriller and unexpected, but just still great and all that. Daniel Kaluuya did a great job. Jordan Peele did a great job with the whole film. Laurel Howery seemed like he got a little nice career boost thanks to this. Him and uh, Tiffany Haddish, two black people, uh, black actors, <laughs> who were the comedic relief, who definitely got a little boost in their careers this year. But Tiffany Haddish went to a completely other, whole other level thanks to her role. Next up, uh, another movie from your list. I got Logan coming in at number eight. Number eight. Oops, I forgot to play the sound effect. This <laughs> one. You didn't forget. You didn't, you didn't, you didn't have to. Thanks for letting me buy your CD player. It was all that. <laughs> <laughs> um, Logan was a great movie. It was they start the movie out on a violent note to just easily or uh-huh. quickly introduce you to this new this new tone that this uh, Wolverine movie would have. And it took you for like a little joke, but you instantly jailed right into it because it was what the character's been needing. Daphne King stole the show as Laura or X-23 or whatever her character's name is. 
she did a great job. Pat, er, still, it was it was weird hearing Patrick Stewart's Xavier say that the F word all the time. Very high. So that was the only thing I would, you know, you're going to scale back on that. And the villains, I believe, died too easy at the end. Like the whole, the process to beat them was difficult, but when they died, died, it was too easy. So I had a problem with that. But the movie was action-packed. Seeing Hugh Jackman fight himself was great. It was a, one of the saddest endings we've seen in a movie in a while. But it was needed, and it it again was a step up in the franchise because you had, if you want to count it a franchise, you had X Men Origins, mm-hmm. which was not so good, and then you have the Wolverine, which when you watch it, like, oh, this is good, it's definitely much better than uh, X Men Origins. Mm-hmm. Then you watch Logan, and it got me dreading to go back and watch my the Wolverine Blu Ray. Like, yeah. It's about to be kind of whack. <laughs> All right, next up. Thanks for letting me buy your CD player. It was all that. I'm going to have nightmares about that. <laughs> Coming in at number seven, we have the Lego Batman movie. Okay. Another movie that withstanded the, the test of time this year. Came out in February. Came out the same day as uh, Fifty Shades Darker. I always forget <laughs> that movie came out this year. Uh, this was a great movie. It wasn't like... None of the jokes made you like die on the floor like maybe the Lego movie did at some points, but it was very consistent all the way through, especially with his Batman references. Will Arnett did a great job. Michael Sarah did a great job. Zach Galifianakis did a great job. It was cool to see the Lego logic play into the whole Batman universe. And it was just entertaining from start to finish. Those this whole Lego brand was about was undefeated until Lego Ninjago. And it wasn't Lego Ninjago wasn't bad. It was just that middle portion of the movie was a drawback. But then when they brought the kitty in at the end, that's when it got <laughs> funny again. But definitely a great addition to the Lego uh, universe, and it makes me want to see the Lego movie too even more than I did before. Coming in at number six. Number six. Thanks for letting me buy your CD player. It was all that. Coming <laughs> <laughs> in number six, we have John Wick Chapter Two, another movie that came out early, but it was so great that it was hard to pass up. The action in this movie was cre- uh, incredible. One of the best action movies I've seen in a while. Keanu Reeves' old self do it, did his thing in this movie. It was a, definitely a step up from the first John Wick, in my opinion. Keanu versus Common. You know, like when you say that out loud, <laughs> yeah. you're like, I don't sound like that's gonna that's gonna produce anything good. But the fight scenes they had in this movie were entertaining. Uh Keanu versus what's the old girl's name from uh Orange is the New Black and Pitch Perfect. Ruby Rose. Yeah. Keanu versus Ruby Rose was entertaining. Like this movie had just nonstop action. It opened up with this great car action scene, as I like to describe it. Um, there was a sweet underground tunnel shootout scene that was dope. It reminded me of a video game. There was a pencil scene that was just just beautifully violent. The cor- the shooting choreography was on a high level, and it just improved. So this was just a great in capital letters action movie. So look at look at Keanu Reeves getting his career renaissance when he tried his hardest to <laughs> con- to demolish it with stuff like Forty Seven Ronin and, and uh, 
That movie where you put something in the mailbox and it come through in the future. Yeah, boring. <laughs> I looked at Keanu Reeves and I look at uh, Carrie Ann Moss. I was like, what do y'all look like? Y'all have aged quite a lot. And it's not Keanu. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yikes. But um, I mean, I don't even know if y'all the same age, so I can't really bash, <laughs> but whatever. All right, number five. Number five. Thanks for letting me buy your CD player. It was all that. <laughs> Coming in at number five is a movie I let down just uh, two episodes ago. Three billboards outside of Ebbing, Missouri. Kept betting against it for the Golden Globes for some weird reason. <laughs> Knowing that is a top five movie, in my opinion, this year. Top five, top five. This movie was crazy. I was not expecting to enjoy it this much, but Frances McDormand killed her performance, as did Sam Rockwell, if not more. Woody Harrelson also did a great job, but the storyline was just crazy. It was a true black comedy, drama, whatever you want to call it. It has this super dark topic about her daughter getting raped and murdered, and still they were able to then bounce off and do something funny and then <laughs> go back to something really dark and racist and then just take the story to places you didn't expect it to go all while being very entertaining at the same time with great writing, with great performances. So if you like those type of indie flicks that surprise you and have all those other elements that I just described, then you should definitely check it, check out three billboards outside of Ebbing, Missouri. And if you just want to watch movies that you know are going to be up for awards, big awards during, during award season and don't want to feel lost, then you should definitely check out that movie. Because it's great and it's going to be worth the watch. All right, coming in at number four. <laughs> I should have just kept going. I can't get my wrap up. Number four. Thanks for letting me buy your CD player. It was all that. <laughs> coming at number four, we got Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Volume 2. This was the movie I was referring to when I said it was much higher on this list. I mean, a few not just higher on this list, but then I had to do some reshuffling. Uh -huh. It was great. Baby Groot just came into the movie with that opening scene. Killed it. One of my favorite characters. That made Groot one of my favorite movie characters as we discussed episodes ago when we did our favorite movie characters. Oh, yeah. Um, the color palette. Like even if the movie was boring, just the colors and the way they were used, that was entertaining and alone. Things in the middle started to drag compared to the rest of the movie, but oh, yeah. still watching those characters and them interact with each other, that like kinda helped make up for that just a little bit. There wasn't as many there was like see with about Guardians, it's a great movie, but the action scenes aren't that memorable, in my opinion. Like they're fun. And the characters and the directing is so good that you don't realize that the action isn't all that great. I mean, the last, the big fight scene at the end with Ego, I thought was entertaining, but there's like stuff like before that I can't really pinpoint to some an action scene in any movie in any either of the movies besides the jailbreak scene that I would be like, yo, that's a dope, like one of a top tier action scene. Um, when uh, Peter Quill and Ego were fighting, it reminded me of Man of Steel when. Uh, when Superman and who did Michael Shannon play? Uh, General Zod. Yeah, General Zod reminded me of their fight scene. The soundtrack again was good. It wasn't as good as Volume One, but 
it still played as if it was another character in the movie. I liked that the movie had a message with like a family slash little father theme with the little touching ending at the end with the death of Yondo. Spoiler alert. <laughs> so I thought that was good. So another great execution and delivery and just another great movie from the MCU. Mm-hmm. Coming in at number three. Thanks for letting me buy your CD player. It, it was, was all, all that. that. <laughs> Coming in at number three, you have Spider-Man Homecoming. Mm-hmm. Another great movie in the MCU. If you want to move this to four, move Guardians up to three, on any day, I could probably do that. I don't see the problem in any of it. It was great. I mean, the movie started out a little weird with that little iffy timeline that the MCU is developing <laughs> over there, but that's whatever. And the, the little reveal that Michelle, who's played by Zendaya, her nickname is MJ, was a little overreach. <laughs> but that's that's fine. Michael Keaton's Vulture was probably one of the best villains that the MCU has had in a while, uh-huh. if ever. He was actually layered and grounded, and his his reasoning for doing things wasn't just to, like, I'm going to take over the world, I'm going to do this. It actually meant something. Tom Holland, we doubted him on the show when he was sure getting casted, did. and that was a big mistake because he killed it. He very, he was the Peter Parker that needed to be had, especially for uh, him being or the character being like what fifteen years old. Mm-hmm. He killed it. Uh, what else do we have? I like that they didn't make the action in the movie as over the top as you can see in some of these blockbuster movies because he's just a kid, barely knows how to work. He barely knew how to work the new suit that he got, and you could tell that he was new to this. So putting him in big action scenarios would be very unbelievable if he came out victorious. His little best friend, Ned, he was one of the standouts because he was actually bringing the laughs. He brought the laughs. And I give Sony very little credit for this movie. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I guess they're going to ray raked in the dough. So this was just a great introduction to this popular character that hasn't been able to get off the ground since Spider-Man 2. So it was great to yeah. see the first movie with Marvel having their hands on it be such a success. And it makes me look forward to see how they're going to grow the character down the line in his own solo flicks. Are we up to the top two now? We at number two. Thanks for letting me buy your CD player. It was all that. It is Thor Ragnarok coming in at number two. Mm-hmm. It's like I said, this could be three. This could be four. It was four at a moment, but I was thinking about it like this was probably one of the funniest Marvel movies. That movie was great. Uh, Chris Hemsworth did his best job, and he's always done a good job playing Thor. Tiaki Wataki Washaki, whatever his name is. <laughs> He brought a breath of fresh air, and he brought almost like a uh, a James Gunn type of vibe with his style and his of directing and dialogue that was great and needed. Uh, what is her name? Why am I blanking on what is her name? Tessa Thompson did a great job. Uh, Tom Hiddleston did a great job again. Kate Blanchett, she was a great villain. I just wish she was given more to do, and like when all said and done. But she was great just for the simple fact she changed Thor's character a lot. She destroyed his hammer. She snatched his eye out. So she kind of reshaped his character to go forward. 
And since she was that strong enough to do that, and that her effects are going to be seen down the line, I think that makes her great in her own right. The action was great. Uh, Mark Ruffalo as the Hawk was probably the best he's ever been mm-hmm. since the first Avengers. But this, he was given more dialogue, so he was even funnier. The movie was just literally a fun adventure to watch. And uh, once again, MCU always brings out some of my favorite movies of the year. And this was probably the first time where all their movies were at the very top for me. Except for, I think a couple years ago, I think I had Winter Soldier and Guardians of the Galaxy at the top. But if I was to redo that list, Enemy would be number one. But once again, like I said, it might be biased, it might not be. But Uh the movies is good. I can't help it. I enjoy them. So that's number two. And then number one. Number one. Thanks for letting me buy your CD player. It was all that. <laughs> Coming in at number one, one of the most polarizing movies I've ever seen in my entire life. Majority of people hate it. There's some people who like it. My Few. Little Pony movie. Definitely not that <laughs> garbage. Some people love it. You watch this movie, you're like, what in the world just happened? Leaves you scratching your head. I <laughs> like know what this movie is. I like them type of movies because if you make me, you, I leave the theater with my jaw dropped, not even understanding what I just watched, and I go do homework on a movie. <laughs> Doing homework on anything is just ridiculous. Yeah, I ain't no homework for yeah, that. If I go wanting to like read up what it's about, and then when I read what it's allegedly about, and it blows my mind, like that's what he was trying to say. That is insane. That is crazy. Like. Even though I didn't understand it, he was able to del- or give that message off in just a great way. And the movie I'm referring to is Mother! Exclamation point, mm-hmm. Starring my girl Jennifer Lawrence, Javier Bardem, Michelle Pfeiffer, Ed Harris, Dom Hall Gleason, and anybody else. Yeah. Uh, directed by Jennifer Lawrence, ex-lover, Darren Afronsky. Yeah. This movie broke their relationship up, <laughs> which is, that shows you how crazy this movie is. It's over there dipping in relationships and whatnot. But this movie is crazy. Well, I have, I've had, like, people I've seen, or I know who's seen it, they hated the movie. I told them what it was about. They were like, dang, I gotta rewatch that movie now if that's what they was telling. Like, when you, when you watch this movie and you read what it's about, it's crazy to think this is what was going on in this man's head that he was able to tell this story this particular way. It's crazy. And like, just when you don't know what it's about and you watch, that's the best part. But it's still also good knowing what it's about and then rewatching it and picking up on all those details. Like, okay, that's what right there, and then bam, and then bam. Just like he was, he was telling a a double meaning story inside this movie and it and it played out the same way you got the whole mother earth and god or whatever that whole timeline playing out and then you got the whole this is a creative and how he looks at his work and all that and like the people around him who are affected by him especially when he's like knee deep in the zone it's just crazy and i know a bunch of religious people probably won't really care for all that (laughs) that much and that's fine i didn't care for noah no, it was garbage. <laughs> you know, I don't really care for religious movies really like that because I'm, I'm, I'm doing my own thing out here. So, no, it was trash, but this one was really good. What can I say? And Jennifer Lawrence did a great job. Javier Bardem did a great job. This was just an amazing movie. If a movie I wanted to actually, like, talk about to just 
different people and get their perspectives on it and see what they thought about it. If a movie can make me do that, maybe want to read about it, make me actually be impressed by how a message was delivered. It definitely deserves praise and can't wait to watch it again. So that is why Mother is my number one movie of 2017. You got to be good to beat out these Marvel movies. Uh-huh. And that's why The Lobster was my number one last year. It beat out on what came out last year. Civil War. Yeah. Man, you got to be you got to be a good movie to beat them movies out. I can go all the way. 2015, my top two movies were Star Wars The Force Awakens, mm-hmm. Age of Ultron. Then rounding out the five was Ant-Man, Furious 7, The Night Before, Dope, Creed, Straight Outta Compton. Straight Outta Compton! Welcome to me, Southpaw. That's a solid little top ten. Mm-hmm. My top two was close. I remember it was mine was Age of Ultron number one, Creed number two, and then The Force Awakens. And then last year it was Civil War, Deadpool, Doctor Strange, Finding Dory, mm-hmm. Sausage Party, Cloverfield, Conjuring, Don't Breathe. Don't Breathe was la- or last year. Mm-hmm. Huh. Great movie. I still need to get that on Blue Rizzle. Oh, I know you saw uh, they uh, they cast the guy who's going to play Ivan Drago's son in Creed too. Oh yeah. I know when uh, Rocky beat him in Rocky IV, <laughs> it was it, it was supposed to look unbelievable. This is about to be unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> Michael B. really bokes up. Even then, this yeah. guy is going to be towering over yeah, him and be taller. huge. <laughs> so I can't wait to see how this turns out. And I know this movie is not coming out this year. They can stop trying to sell oh, me yeah. on the dream that it's coming out in November. Once they see when Black Panther comes out. And dominates uh-huh. in February. They're going to put Creed out next February. Uh-huh. Mark my words. And then they're going to start calling Michael B. Mr. February. February. <laughs> As Will Smith was Mr. J- July or whatever. Yeah, Summerman. <laughs> they should make that movie. Summerman. Summer he gets B. a strength during summertime, yeah. during the winter. Michael down B. and out. Michael B gonna be Mr. February. He's gonna be Mr. Black History. He gonna be the he gonna be the blockbuster for the February. And then Chadwick, he gonna drop like a another, play another historical song. black character. Play like uh, the dude that made a uh, peanut butter or whatever. <laughs> if they, that guy was wilding. <laughs> he made so many things from peanut butter it was getting out of control. They he took credit for making salty peanuts. That's not a thing. You just put salt on peanuts. It's not a, a historical. Uh, Invention or whatever. You know who didn't come out this uh, Martin Luther King weekend? Kevin Hart. He used to be Mr. Mr. Oh, yeah. Martin or Martin Luther King with all the <laughs> ride ride alongs. Where the ride along three at? They need to take some time. <laughs> they need to not do not it. Make one. But <laughs> it's fine. Um, oh man! All right, what we got next? What is it? Punishment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So I can get into my phone. You see, they say uh, Spider-Man may be in Venom after all. I won't believe it. Or I'll believe it when I see it. All right, yeah, so we got the punishment segment. Next, you got anybody you want to nominate for this? Nah, I'm about to play a little smidge of this answer. This supernova by... He really makes bangers. Okay. 
You don't want none of that little regular pop stuff. It's not like you would have the Migos on here. Uh huh. Quavo! He was recording this in Tokyo. Uh huh. This is the sound of my head nodding like crazy. Uh huh. <laughs> Tell me about the story, Hansel. <laughs> Dang. Man, he got. <laughs> he, don't let Ansel go on tour. He Ansel throws hits out. <laughs> I didn't know. Right, y'all watch out. But Ansel finally dropped that album. He take a quick break from doing these movies. And he hits the streets. Yeah, I'll be at that tour. <laughs> I know all your songs, Ansel. <laughs> he hit like the nearest hard, hard rock cafe or whatever. <laughs> or House of Blues. Yeah. I'm in there. Swimwear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> finish this podcast. You're going to be saying bars like that. So you say you have nobody to put on punishment? Nope. I got one. Is it one or two? I got, nah. I ain't really going to do this next one because it's iffy about who's actually doing this. Because I want to know who's setting Deadpool 2 up to fail. <laughs> but even I was reading this article about how it's actually Han Solo that's going to be the one that, or Solo that's going to be the movie that fails. Yeah. That it can't, I, I just can't believe that Disney would allow Deadpool 2, which I would assume is going to get money off of once this deal gets finalized, and Solo to come out back to back weekends, <laughs> all while the Avengers comes out two weekends before that. I don't, I don't see how that makes sense. I mean, money's going to come in either way, but I think Deadpool coming out early in the year, I don't even think it should come out in the summer. Because if, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah. But I would have left it in June, but that's just me. But I'm going to go with another uh, Marvel-related property, and that is the, just the Gambit movie in general. <laughs> yeah. is who I'm nominating for that punishment this week. Because with all the pushbacks that 20th Century Fox just did, with, or push or schedule changes, moving Deadpool up, Moving New Mutants back 10 months. That's crazy. <laughs> new Mutants, something's wrong. Which is wild in its own sense to quote-unquote make the movie more scarier. I don't know. That movie must stink. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's going on with that. But to com- to move Gambit back to, what is it, like November of 2019 or something? Mm-hmm. From February or wherever they had it. Because... Yet again, another director left. <laughs> what director was it this time? Was it? It wasn't Doug Lyman, was it? Uh, Verbrinsk, whatever his name is. Gore Verbrinsk, yeah. the guy who did the one of the Pirates movies or whatever. Yeah, who did Lone Ranger? Yeah, you lost another director. <laughs> I and I want to give it to Channing Tatum because they always make sure to tell you once the director's gone, who's still there? Channing. Mm-hmm. He is dying. To play Gambit. <laughs> I he, don't understand why. He got some weird connection with Remy. Uh, like, why? I know there has... I know there has to have been 
other offers for other superheroes anything on the table to lead and he continues to run back to gambit i have no clue why now if he isn't getting any more offers for gambit or for superheroes then maybe i can see why he keeps sticking to gambit because he wants to show you know people blah 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 can be this big action star in a superhero movie but we already seen you do action movies mm-hmm. we already seen you do well in them i mean people didn't like gi joe well, we saw 21 Jump Street, 22 Jump Street. Um, what other action movies he done? Would you count Magic Mike as an action movie? <laughs> you would. Nah, I'd just call it a regular old movie. Nah. Well, for one, now that Marvel has them back, why are they, they ain't making those movies? Yeah, cancel Gambit. Gambit would not be made. Why would that be the first <laughs> X-Men property Marvel would let? Never. Yeah, so mm. they can knock it off. That's why I still don't think Gambit's ever going to get made. You can keep pushing it back all these times you want, but it ain't ever gonna get made. But the fact that y'all, I gotta know why these. It can't be just mutually parted ways because of like creative differences and scheduling and all that. I got to know why these directors keep leaving this movie. I, I need specific reasons each time because this is getting out of control. <laughs> it's between that and the Flashpoint movie. Yeah. Who is having the roughest time getting off the ground? Flashpoint is just dealing with a universe that has no idea what it's doing. They keep doing a reshuffling. <laughs> Gambit is in his own lane, basically. And it just it can't it can't move. It can't move. We only seen Gambit on uh, X Men Origins on the big screen. And that movie was just, just almost killed everything around it. It took Deadpool <laughs> years to finally yeah. get a movie. And Deadpool is way more popping than Gambit is in every form or fashion. And we don't, you don't ever see kids running out like, hey, you read that new Gambit comic? Like, that Gambit yeah. comic is good. Nobody. <laughs> Man, you don't see, you don't see video games built around Gambit. Like, nope. hey, you get that new Gambit video game? I don't That's know why. That's, they're not making that. Marvel. <laughs> the MC, unless they just let Fox still control uh, stuff. We're going to see. They said it's going to take forever for this deal to get done. They said probably t- not till the end of the year, which... I mean, this is a big deal that's going on, so I guess all that paperwork. All right, but if it still gets done this year, everything beyond this yeah. year, it yeah. will be canceled. By so. Gambit. Gambit could get ready to go, and this could be in pre-production. It could be the camera's about to start rolling. They got they got Channing Tatum in the big old trench coat and everything, <laughs> and they're going to give them that call like, nah, so, scrap it. <laughs> nah. So, so that's why... New Mutants should look like it's not going to see the. They filmed that whole movie. Yeah, that whole movie done. Put a trailer out. And the trailer was interesting enough to get people talking. And it's like, nah. That movie ain't about to come out. All the scares must have been in the trailer. Mm-hmm. And people must have been like, oh, this is going to be a scary movie? Interesting. They're like, oh. Now they panic. Let's say, oh, y'all really actually want scares. <laughs> okay, I guess we just got to go back and make a horror movie now. <laughs> that is sad. Tell Anya Taylor-Joy to grow those disgusting bangs again. Oh, and tell, Lord. tell Maisie Williams to look completely Weird. disgusting. <laughs> and tell... uh. Oh, cocaine head from Stranger Things <laughs> <laughs> to go put that arm in a sling. Oh, Let's get man. back to business. <laughs> oh, gosh. But, yeah, so the Gambit movie, if you want, and that's including Channing Tatum and all that. Yeah, Shannon. You are on punishment because you guys can't keep a director on top of the fact that you, that y'all keep chugging along with this movie that ain't nobody really checking for. Nope. Try, y'all trying too hard for this. This is getting out of control. So, that whole cast, that whole everybody behind that movie, the writers, the they all the keep a director, <laughs> the producers, Channing, uh, 
Lizzie Kaplan, if you still attached to that movie. All y'all go <laughs> sit in the corner and call your agents and whatever and see what other work y'all can get. Because this, this is out of control. All right. Moving on to the Rotten Tomatoes segment of the game. We have to go over Proud Mary, which we did last week, and see who won the prediction for that movie. I better have said something very low. <laughs> I can never remember what I said. Let's just put it this way. I lost. You guessed... 27%. Okay. I guessed a 50%. I don't know what I was thinking there. I guess I really wanted to go right down the middle. And uh, going on Rotten Tomatoes right now, it is sitting at a 24%. So you were very close with 27. It couldn't have been good. So getting the victory there, that leaves us tied at 1-1 to start the year. Okay. So our movie for this week is Den of Thieves. You want to do Den of Thieves, Den of Thieves, and Twelve Strong, or just Den of Thieves? Because Twelve Strong is that Chris Hemsworth movie that he he, he keep a movie coming out early in the year that don't seem movie. good. Like when you film this, <laughs> I really want to know what he filmed some of these. <laughs> and some of these movies seem like they take a little bit of time to film. They action, they boring action thrillers. All right, we can do both. Both of them. All right, so we got two January flicks. We got a Chris Hemsworth led flick and a quote unquote fifty cent question mark led flick. <laughs> he keeps saying it's his movie. He's promoting it like it's his movie. So, but don't be surprised when you look at the forty minute mark and He's fifty done being done down. <laughs> a la before I self destruct, which is another movie we need to watch on this podcast. I'll- I was rolling when somebody put a picture up of 50 when he was all skinny for that movie and said, 50 really thought he was going to win an Oscar, yeah, but instead he made a straight to blackbuster <laughs> cinema. He was he was really on one with that. 50 Cent reposted it. He's like, eh, everybody has a dream. All right, for Dinner Thieves. What are you giving Dinner Thieves? Why is this number coming to my head? I don't want it to be this. But for some reason, 28%. Right. Keeps popping to my head. Dang, I, feel, I thought I was going low. But I feel like you're going to get the victory there because I'm going with 36%. Okay. But I know I this. See that? There's no way this movie's going over 40. <laughs> I don't even believe it's going over 30. <laughs> but for some reason, 36 was the first thing that came to my head. 36 or 23. Okay. 28% to my head. There's no way they can think this movie is better than Proud Mary. It, it got more 50 cents on an accomplished actor. He is. And, but Gerard Butler stay with a low film. I can't. I can't. I'm about to look at who his scores are. Because if they're all bad, I'm changing it to 23. Let's see. Where you at, Gerard? I, I know your movies below. You got a. Uh, and this movie is two hours and 20 minutes. Geostorm at 13. <laughs> London Has Fallen is at 25. Gods of, of Egypt, Egypt was at 15. That's kind of high. I don't know what these other movies are. Movie, not nah, movie 43 don't count. Olympus Has Fallen, 48. That movie didn't even get to. Playing for Keeps, 3. <laughs> he don't really make. Do I think? Law Biting Citizen, which was a good movie, was 26. Dang. The G- Gamer was 27. <laughs> okay. This, Gerard Butler ain't like. <laughs> I got change mine. That's too high. I'm going twenty percent because there's. I, I, I would like for Den of Thieves to be better. We got black people in it, but I just I just can't see it. So I'm gonna go. With, I'm gonna switch mine to twenty. Watch me be mad that I switched. But 
You're going with 28. I'm going with 20. Now, 12 strong. What are you giving 12 strong? I don't know why this number popped in my head, but like a like a 63%. Okay. <laughs> 63. I don't know why I got that feeling. <laughs> I got, you switched the numbers. I'm going 36. back to 36% with this one. Some One of these movies is going to be 36%. I can feel it. So you're going with 63% for 12 strong. I'm going with 36%. Can't wait to actually give a movie over 50%. I don't know what movie that's going to be to start the year out. But Den of Thieves, I went with 20. You went with 28%. 12 strong. I went with 36. You went with 63. So we'll see if one of us will take both of these or one or the other. If we take both, that person's going to have a nice little lead to start the year out with. Mm-hmm. So... We are going to see. All right. What Blu-rays we got? Blu-rays for this week. I got it on my computer. One second. Let me freestyle when I'm pulling this up. I say, hey, yo. If anybody wants somebody to freestyle, everybody want me to freestyle, probably. Nah, I keep a faux foe. I shoot it through the dough. Mm-hmm. You ain't never seen beef before until I pull the cardboard and the deuce deuce shooting. And I keep a little knife in my boot. Came through. I took all the loot. And I got a flute. This is whack. Do the loot. That's just a bar. We got got three movies for this week. We got movie just talked about, The Snowman. Never want to watch that again. Another movie you just talked about, Blade Runner 2048. Must own. 49. 49, I mean. <laughs> Blade I Runner got, 28. I got a 2088 in my hat. With a big uh, definitely a must own. I'm getting that movie. And then, finally, we have Happy Death Day. I will put that as a low must own, high would accept as a gift. I'll put it as a I'll just put it as accept as a gift because I can honestly, if I could see me getting that movie. I can see me not getting that movie. It's, it was enjoyable. Bloomhouse got another one on their hands, but I mean it's not to the level where Bloomhouse, you I'm, crazy for this one? <laughs> I must go spend my money. But that Truth or Dare movie <laughs> looks pretty good. Uh huh. There's a couple of scary mm-hmm. movies coming out. Well, Truth or Dare. Lucy uh, Hell about to she about to start this pre post Prelo Liars career. What's the other one? Oh, Slender Man. Slender Man. I didn't even know that was Slender Man when I was watching. Like, this movie about to be crazy. And then the... What's the one, the sequel coming out? Uh, what is that movie? The Strangers. Oh, yeah, with uh, Christina. I don't know how to pick Rose Hendrix. Yeah, she doesn't look very good in this movie <laughs> either, but... I don't even think I see... I really don't watch trailers anymore. It's very... It's probably like only Marvel trailers or a big movie trailer that I watch because I have still, to this day, still haven't seen all the way through the Jurassic World 2 trailer. <laughs> so I'm... Uh, I'm, just... I'm calling it. Dang, that's This all... is his year. If he put out a movie... A good movie. What this? He, his career going to be on fire. Supernova. He, uh, I stood just because of his answer. I mean, I like that punchline. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, he's in that range like uh, Sid from the internet and uh, Post uh, Malone. And I thought you were going to say Jamie Foxx can sing, act. 
probably uh, funny. I'm talking about singing voice. Uh, uh, doing all this. I don't know if Hansel funny. <laughs> <laughs> we ain't going to give him all that yet. <laughs> he was funny in Baby Driver a little bit. Yeah. Kind of. Did he talk? He, he ain't talk that much in that movie. Nah, that's probably why it was so good. <laughs> Uh-oh. God, we'll go watch November Criminals. <laughs> no. I will not watch that movie. Can't risk ruining answers. <laughs> Uh, Go back and watch Carrie, see how he did in that. Because that no, was pre. I am not watching that, <laughs> nor the Fault in Our Stars. Uh, I will knows. go back and watch Divergent <laughs> and Allegiant to see that funny running. That, that was funny. <laughs> All right, what's next? Jai uh, Courtney sucks. Oh, wait, what movie are you planning on seeing? <laughs> See, I was so eager to do this part because I was very nervous to miss it again. <laughs> Uh, I'm supposed to actually be seeing the movie, so looking like I don't know. Is it going to be Molly's Game for the third week straight? <laughs> Molly, reason I ain't seen Molly's Game is because it's not playing at a certain theater. <laughs> <laughs> when I'm near that area, huh? I have no clue what I'm seeing. It could be a range of anything. All right, me, I plan on seeing The Commuter next. But the way this week has been going with my plans, who knows if that'll actually turn out. But for this week, I am definitely going to force Brianna to go see Den of Thieves. Yeah, I knew I wouldn't be able to see that movie. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, she's not a fan of one Curtis 50 Cent Jackson. And she's probably going to Curtis. say that she won't see the movie. But just because she hates him so much is why I'm going to force her in particular to go see it. Usually, I'll just go see it by myself. I'll go see it by myself. But she's definitely going to have to watch this movie, this man's acting job and sit through a whole two hours and 20 <laughs> minutes of it. Hopefully. I didn't know all these people were in 12 Strong. Who? This is a star-studded cast. Chris Hemsworth, Michael Pena, Trevante Rhodes. Michael Pena always sneaks in movies. Rob Riggle. <laughs> no, I don't know why I roll my eyes like I don't like Rob Riggle. <laughs> Rob, is Rob movie. Riggle going to be holding a gun? Probably. Uh, in the Predator movie, Keegan Michael Key got the chopper in his hand. Yeah, we're going to see about that movie. But, well, um, all right, since we we almost jumped to it, now we almost jumped part? the gun. No, I think so. Uh, who's, who's out here stinking Theo it up? James sucks. Jai Courtney sucks. Nat Wolf sucks. Not Alex Wolf. Who is the rest of the people? Nina Dobrev sucks. Romany Malco sucks. Chinky sucks. Alex Rowe, did I already say him? Sucks. Nah. Uh, shout out to King Ansel, the baby driver. That's Supernova. The Cavs suck. Uh, <laughs> uh, I keep, I keep reliving. Every time I close my eyes, I'm Steelers. seeing the Saints lose that game. The Steelers' defense sucks. Yeah. Uh, what is his name? Marcus Williams? And and he sucks. Like, uh, and no, I'm not talking about the, about the Connecticut point guard from back in the sucks. day. He sucks. <laughs> Did a, he play for the Nets? He played for many teams. <laughs> they had a squad: Marcus Williams, Josh Boone, Rudy Gay. Uh, At, only one of them is still around. Connecticut ran the 2000s, <laughs> and then Kimba topped it off. Kimba and Shabazz, they topped it off uh. by chipping up separately. <laughs> Dang. And whatever happened to my boy DeAndre Daniels? He got drafted by the Raptors and hasn't been seen nope. since. 
Is he? He's probably not alive. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he was a beast. <sighs> All right, well, um. Before you get into some Connecticut basketball yeah. talk, guess we got to end this off with uh, yeah. Don't say it. Wait for it. Don't want to hear it. Wait for it. <laughs> Usher. Uh, that Ansel was. Ansel Usher. I can see it. Usher doing his own confessions. Spill called Ant- spill the beans. If Ansel did a real serious song like that, telling all the truth. I'm talking about an album called Spill the Beans. That's pretty whack. <laughs> he did a whole little song talking about what happened in Japan. He would lose that high it. school sweetheart of his yeah. in a heartbeat. He probably had the Desi on him. Boom, boom. Uh, I'm turning this off.